Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. Breaking news. CDC advisors say the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine is safe, clearing the way for 10 million doses to be used. But now it comes with a warning for women under the age of 50. A key panel decides the benefits of the one-dose vaccine outweigh the risks of rare blood clots, What you and your family need to know. Plus, the concern tonight about vaccine hesitancy. Bracing for severe weather, possible tornadoes, hail, and heavy rain. Military sexual assault, what could be a seismic shift in how the Pentagon handles complaints in its ranks after our 18-month CBS News investigation. Race against time, the desperate search tonight for a missing submarine with just hours before the oxygen runs out. Biden's tax hike, the president's next big fight to pay for his $1.5 trillion American family plan. Who would see tax increases and what's in the bill? Catastrophic COVID wave, India becomes the hardest hit country in the world. Parking lots are being used for mass cremations. Collision avoided. Astronauts on a SpaceX spacecraft get a little too close to debris on their way to the space station. And from no chance to no hitter, Steve Hartman's on the road with a young pitcher who struck out his toughest opponent. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell. Reporting from the nation's capital. Good evening and thank you for joining us on a busy Friday night. We're going to begin with the breaking news on the nation's only single dose coronavirus vaccine. A panel of scientists advising the CDC now says the federal government should lift its paws on Johnson & Johnson's COVID shot and is recommending that anyone 18 or older be able to get it. The decision comes 10 days after the FDA told states to stop giving the vaccine because several women had developed a rare and dangerous type of blood clot. Well, since then, the CDC has found 15 cases of the unusual disorder, 
all in women. But experts say the risk of clotting from the vaccine is extremely low and that making it available again would save hundreds of lives. And while the panel did not recommend requiring a warning label, tonight Johnson & Johnson and the FDA say they have agreed on language designed to alert people about the risk of this very rare disorder, especially in women under the age of 50. And as we come on the air tonight, some states, including Texas, say they're already planning to order more doses as soon as tomorrow. But across the country, experts say they're concerned about whether Americans will be willing to get the shot or will be scared off. Well, our chief medical correspondent, Dr. John Lapook, is standing by to answer your questions about the vaccine. But first, CBS's Nikki Batiste is going to lead off our coverage from New York. Good evening, Nikki. Nora, good evening. In New York, anyone 16 and over who wants a shot can get a shot. And officials are hoping the chance to be vaccinated here inside the American Museum of Natural History will convince more people to show up, especially those hesitant after a pause in the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Tonight, a CDC advisory committee is recommending the Johnson & Johnson shot rejoin the mix of COVID-fighting vaccines. But unlike the Pfizer and Moderna shots, J&Js will likely come with a warning about the potential risk of rare but highly dangerous brain blood clots. The 10-4 vote with one abstention came after hours of discussion and hundreds of pages of evidence. The motion carries... The committee concluded the benefits of getting the shot outweigh the possible risks, pointing out that as many as 45 adults could suffer a clot, but up to 1,400 lives might be saved. Tonight's vote comes just 10 days after the CDC suggested pulling the vaccine to investigate six cases of clots in premenopausal women. This pause was essential uh, to our ability to um, inform the public. We're also learning tonight of nine more potential cases, all in women. Three have died. Seven remain hospitalized. Within three weeks of getting vaccinated, initial symptoms included head and body aches, fever, and chills. The brain blood clots are extremely rare. The CDC noted the risk was less than two cases per one million vaccine doses administered. I think too many people may be scared off by, by taking the vaccine. Health officials worry about vaccine hesitancy. Demand for shots continues to drop in some states. All right, go to the right. Unfortunately, everything plays into vaccine hesitancy these days. A decision potentially puts about 10 million doses back into the pipeline. And I am here at our large-scale vaccination clinic. And as you can see, we have lots of empty chairs. Catherine Wells says the health department in Lubbock, Texas, has 7,500 vials already stored in this refrigerator. If they allow us to use that, we will get that moving and get them into people's arms because much more effective of being an arm than in my refrigerator. <laughs> but there are other woes for J&J. Officials are still investigating contamination at J&J's Baltimore plant operated by Emergent, forcing it to shut down. The Biden administration says there are enough Pfizer and Moderna vaccines for all Americans who want one. Moderna said today it's working to have a booster shot against COVID-19 variants by early fall if it's needed. Nora? Nikki Batiste, thank you. Now let's bring in CBS News Chief Medical Correspondent Dr. John LaPook. And so, Dr. LaPook, why is the warning primarily for women under the age of 50? Nora, the hearing made it clear there's a plausible connection between the J&J vaccine and the risk of this very rare side effect. 
mainly in women, about seven in a million in women under 50 and one in a million in women over 50. But that's way less than the risks that come with getting COVID, death, hospitalization and these long haul symptoms we've all been hearing about. And Nora, this process has been just as much for us clinicians as for patients, because it turns out a treatment for these clots that we would normally do, giving a blood thinner called heparin, could make things a lot worse. So this has been an important teaching moment for the medical community as well as for the general public. And Dr. Pluke, what else did we learn about the women who had these blood clots? Nora, Nora, the the numbers were so small, 15 cases, seven of them uh, were obese, two had high blood pressure, two were on birth control pills. But the numbers are really too small to know what the risk factors are exactly. But Nora, there's concern that this pause could increase vaccine hesitancy. Nikki mentioned it. I'm concerned, too. I listened to hours of discussion among the advisory panel to the CDC and was blown away by the depth of discussion, the seriousness of thought, the degree of expertise. These are some of the smartest people on the planet discussing the problem in a completely transparent way with anyone who wants to listen able to do so. And to me, Nora, that is a formula for boosting confidence. Yeah, so much transparency. All right, Dr. John LaPook, thank you. And now to this story, millions of Americans from Texas to Florida and the Carolinas are facing the threat of severe storms this weekend. Tonight, the Southern Plains could be hit with tornadoes and hail. Let's get the forecast now from CBS's Lonnie Quinn. Good evening, Lonnie. Good evening, Nora. Good evening, everyone. Look, it's getting to be that time of the year. You see these severe weather outbreaks. I want to show you right now where the toughest weather is. You take a look around Dallas. We have a severe thunderstorm watch. We go to northern Texas. We go into Louisiana. There's a tornado watch. And that's exactly where the radar is lighting up. There's a strong line right on top of I-45, Interstate 45 right now, that's moving into Louisiana. That certainly has the potential to spark a tornado. Large hail associated with it as well. The risk is running at three out of five. And this whole line is going to actually intensify as you get into the nighttime hours. It's going to tap into the low-level jet stream. It's just going to make it get stronger. So by midnight tonight, I'm looking at Louisiana. I'm looking into Mississippi. Again, the biggest enhanced threat for tornadoes by tomorrow morning. Now it's Alabama. Now it's into, say, the panhandle of Florida, up into Georgia as well. Later tomorrow, this will push offshore. As it pushes offshore, Sunday ends up being a calmer day. Monday's a calmer day. But like I said, it's that time of the year. And by the time you get to Tuesday of next week, it looks like we're going to do this drill all over again because Texas and Oklahoma will again begin with a threat for tornadoes. And again, that line will move to the east. Unfortunately, like I said, it is that time for Tornado Alley and Dixie Alley to see just that. Tornadoes, Nora. All right. Sounds like an emergency there. All right, Lonnie Quinn, thank you. Now to what could be a seismic shift in how the Pentagon handles sexual assault and harassment complaints within its ranks. And it comes after our 18-month CBS News investigation into the military's failure to protect service members who report abuse. These are initial recommendations. CBS News has learned that Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has received initial recommendations from the Independent Commission looking into the Pentagon's handling of sexual assault and harassment cases. He obviously will be taking all those inputs seriously as he weighs next steps. Among them, a potential change that would move critical decisions about prosecuting these cases away from commanders to an independent body outside the chain of command. I take the issue of sexual assault seriously and personally. Secretary Austin launched the independent review the day after he was confirmed. The full recommendations are due in 60 days. My greatest concern with the program itself is that there are some bad actors and commanders that have found a way to sweep these things under the rug. In the course of our own investigation, 
whistleblowers hired to work for the military's sexual assault prevention and response program told us these changes are long overdue. I feel like the commanders are ill-equipped to make these decisions. That's why we're here. We're the subject matter experts. We know the policies and procedures and we advise them, but they do not listen each day. They allow these things to occur. There's no zero tolerance. There's tolerance. Of sexual assault and rape. Absolutely. Mr. Speaker, Congresswoman Jackie Speer is calling on Congress to act. If it's not put into law, these victims will be persecuted again and again. And the whistleblowers that we spoke with say that the commission's recommendations are a step in the right direction. But until these changes are actually implemented and approved by Congress, we won't see real change. We'll continue to report this story. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. All right, tonight, search search crews are scouring the waters off Bali for a missing Indonesian Navy submarine with 53 crew members on board. There have been no signs of life since Wednesday. The sub's oxygen supply will run out in hours, and there are fears that it may have sunk so deep that pressure would cause it to break apart. Tonight, the president is gearing up for another battle to get a huge spending plan through Congress. This one's for child care and education, what he calls human infrastructure. The issue is how to pay for it. Here's CBS's Nancy Cordes. In roughly half the country, infant care is now more expensive than college tuition. To afford it, Brissandi Ruiz of Greenbelt, Maryland, works seven days a week. I feel bad because sometimes he tells me, Mommy, I want to play. And I can't because I have to work, otherwise he won't have a childcare. The White House is crafting the American Families Plan with parents like her in mind. It's a roughly $1.5 trillion proposal that would fund free pre-kindergarten and community college, extend the child tax credit, and create a national paid leave program. To pay for all that, they're considering raising the top marginal income tax rate and nearly doubling the capital gains rate for those making more than a million dollars a year. Republicans are already uh, pushing back. One called it a terrible idea that could actually lead to a decrease in tax revenues. The White House disagrees. The president's calculation is that there's a need to invest in uh, child care. There's a need to invest in early childhood education. His view is that that should be on the backs. That can be on the backs of the wealthiest Americans who can afford it and uh, corporations and businesses who can afford it. This proposal will be the centerpiece of President Biden's first major address to Congress next week. But he's still trying to sell Republicans on his other big initiative, a $2 trillion infrastructure plan. So trying to get them to bite nor on even more spending will not be easy. Nancy Cordes, thank you. And as the U.S. makes progress fighting the coronavirus pandemic, things are getting much worse in other parts of the world. Tonight, Tokyo's gone back into lockdown, and the situation in India is absolutely dire. A record high of 330,000 cases in just the last 24 hours. We get more now from CBS's Lucy Kraft. 
India's agony is on full display, with even parking lots commandeered for mass cremations, some running 24-7. Shell-shocked workers say the victims include preschoolers and newlywed couples. India's health care system is underfunded, but even in the relatively well-equipped capital, hospitals have started running out of oxygen. I've been to every hospital in Delhi to get my mother admitted, but there are no beds left. Please help us. Do something, this man pleaded. Dr. Saswati Sinha, who works at a hospital in Kolkata, said she and her staff have been traumatized by constant, desperate pleas to be admitted. Each time you turn away or you tell a patient's next of kin that we do not have a bed, that makes you go through a lot of emotional turmoil as well. Prime Minister Modi this week called the viral onslaught a COVID storm, but has allowed mass political rallies and elections to continue. A traditional Hindu bathing festival, which drew millions, has been blamed for helping supercharge spread, pushing India ahead of Brazil to become the world's hardest-hit country after the U.S., with over 2,000 deaths per day. Japan has just announced another state of emergency just three months before the Olympics are supposed to start. This island nation has had far fewer cases and fatalities than other rich countries, and it's promised the Olympics will go on. Nora? Lucy Kraft, thank you. Tonight, four astronauts are on their way to the space station after a spectacular pre-dawn launch. It is the first time SpaceX has been used, has used both a recycled rocket and capsule to launch a crew. But there was some worry because just hours into the mission, the crew was notified about space junk near the flight path. They put their pressure suits back on as a precaution, but the object turned out to be farther away and the danger passed. All right, tonight, Caitlyn Jenner says she's running for California governor in the expected recall election. The Keeping Up with the Kardashian star, Olympic gold medalist and transgender rights activist describes herself as socially progressive and economically conservative. Jenner has slammed Governor Gavin Newsom over his handling of the COVID crisis. All right, tonight we have a tiger sighting, our first since his car accident. Tiger Woods posted a picture of himself on Instagram using crutches along with a companion who he calls his faithful rehab partner. Woods faces a long recovery after suffering extensive injuries to his right leg when he crashed his car in Southern California in February. Baseball games aren't decided in the first inning. Something to remember when life throws you a nasty curveball. Here's CBS's Steve Hartman on the road. 17-year-old Walker Smallwood of Dixie Heights High School in Edgewood, Kentucky, always dreamed of pitching in the pros, until he started posting some very disappointing numbers. Six surgeries, six chemo cycles, 24 treatments, and 18 hospital stays. Back in 2018, this promising lefty was diagnosed with a rare bone cancer in his leg. He's now in remission but his baseball career has passed. Yeah, it was pretty devastating. Walker's mom, Pam. You know, he just kept asking, can, can I just pitch? And we kept saying, no, you know, you just really can't. At the time, I guess I was just kind of in denial because my whole life, day in and day out, it kind of been built around baseball and sports. But now that left leg was just too fragile. He resigned himself to games of catch. But before stepping off the mound for good, his parents and coach decided to let Walker start one last game for old time's sake. 
What we had agreed to was, you know, maybe an inning, a few batters. Say you did it, have some fun, and then that'll be it. Um, Obviously, that's not what happened. Here's what did. In the first inning, Walker threw a strike. Quite a few, actually. In fact, he did so well, they decided to let him keep pitching. At least until he gave up a hit. Which never happened. Walker Smallwood threw a no-hitter, striking out all but two batters, tying a school record. When the last strike came, I was just in denial all over again. I was like, that didn't just happen. I was in tears. Most of the stands were in tears. Just one of those special moments that we'll cherish forever. Number six, Walker Smallwood. Walker may never play again, and he's actually fine with that now. Because who needs a World Series ring when you've already taken on your greatest rival and gone undefeated? Steve Hartman, CBS News, on the road. Such incredible resilience by him. And Sunday on Face the Nation, guests include Ohio Governor Mike DeWine, Congresswoman Val Demings, then NAACP's Sherilyn Eiffel, and former FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb. If you can't watch the Evening News Live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. That is tonight's edition of the CBS Evening News. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Have a great weekend. See you back here Monday. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.